In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Please be seated. If I were to ask you to picture the Holy Spirit, what image comes to mind? Is it a spark flickering deep within the heart somewhere, like that flame that the United Methodists show? Do you picture a dove, so often pictured for the Spirit in our lovely Pentecost window, sort of up to the left? There's a dove with red rays coming out. Come up and look at it after the service if you haven't seen it. Do you picture a cloud? Perhaps because of holy baptism, you associate the Holy Spirit with oil, chrism oil, oil of anointing, holy oil. Or maybe you imagine the wind. If you were out early this morning, that was an easy image for Pentecost. A mighty wind blowing, blowing with all that God would bring to the world, blowing with justice and truth and righteousness. Or maybe a slight wind, like a breeze, just the faint hint of a wind, like that still small voice that Elijah the prophet heard. Today is the day of Pentecost. Of course, Pentecost was a Jewish feast long before it took on particular Christian significance. It was used to mark 50 days since the Passover and often coincided with the ending of the wheat harvest. It was a day for thanksgiving that the commandments had been given. Commandments meaning freedom, not bondage. And so it was a celebration. And in the Christian observance of Pentecost, 50 days after Easter, it is a celebration. We celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit in new and startling ways. And in today's scriptures, we're given a variety of images for understanding the work and the way of the Spirit. For me, every Pentecost is filled with these images we have from Scripture and from art and from music. But this year in particular, I have a new image, an image that I encountered the other week on Madison Avenue. I was walking up Madison and keeping almost the same pace as two young people. You know how that happens when you're walking a distance and you're, you're almost walking alongside someone and then you stop at a, at a corner and they get ahead and then you stop at the next corner and you get ahead and on and on you go and you feel like almost turning around and saying, well, since we're walking together, my name's John, what's your name? I didn't do that, not quite, but I paid attention to them. The young boy was maybe 9 or 10, and the young woman who was his sister was maybe 15 or 16. Uh, They were speaking in Spanish, and and it was gorgeous, sort of rapid-fire Spanish, so I could only um, pick up a word or two. But clearly they were tourists, and they were taking in everything. I imagine they'd just gotten away from their parents, and they were able to go a stretch alone. And so especially the little boy was all eyes. He was looking at everything, pointing to windows, looking at pets that would walk by. When a really fancy car drove by, he stopped, and it was everything his sister could do to keep him from running after it. He would ask about something, and his sister would explain. It was fun to watch them and imagine things through their eyes. 
As we finally got to 79th Street, the boy was still going full speed ahead, and he was about to go into the street, and just then a truck came by, sort of barreling by. Just in time, his sister yanked his arm and pulled him back. She held him tight. It occurred to me then how very much this young woman, this 15 or 16-year-old, was like the Holy Spirit of God. With care, with speed, with intention, with love, with force, she saved. She saved her brother. On this day of Pentecost, we again try to open ourselves more fully to the gift of God's Spirit. And probably most of us struggle with all the various images we have for that Holy Spirit. Of course, the Spirit of God isn't new. It doesn't come in a, in, entirely on the day of Pentecost. It was there at the very beginning. We, we remember from Genesis that the Spirit of God was, was hovering over the chaos, there over the abyss, at the beginning of creation, like a wind or a breath. The Holy Spirit hovers over the creation of all things and breathes into them the life force of God. As we continue in the biblical witness to the Spirit's work in the world, the wisdom literature picks up another image. The Spirit there is personified as a woman running through the streets, Lady Wisdom, seeking for any who will stop and listen to what she has to say. We might well pray for this wise part of the Holy Spirit in our world today. In the Acts of the Apostles, of course, we heard again how the Holy Spirit descends like tongues of fire and does quick work at helping the disciples who have gathered disciples from all directions and languages and cultures and backgrounds and differences to understand each other. We think of that literally as sort of being a, um, a Google translator on the spot. And so suddenly everybody can understand what everybody else is saying. But think about how radical that is. Think about it with any group of people, maybe this group or even a smaller group. Um, pretend we all speak the same language as a first language. How often can we really hear one another? How rare it is that the Spirit of God really helps us understand the hope of understanding, the hope of hearing is one message of this day of Pentecost. In the Gospel of John, the Holy Spirit comes not so much by fire, but through breath, the breath of Christ. It's a human breath. It's God breath. It's breath that is ordinary and everyday and yet supernatural. Just as with other people, his disciples recognize Jesus partially through his breath because it smells like him. It carries with him the things he's eaten, the places he's been, the kind of life he's lived. It's earthy, and we're meant to catch that detail. The disciples recognize him by his human presence and his divine presence. It's a human breath, and yet it is also the breath of God. 
We hear in the Gospel of John how Jesus breaks into a locked room somehow, and Jesus, in much the same way, breaks into our hearts. With every bit the strength of that young woman I saw in Madison Avenue, that young woman who who yanked her brother out of danger. In much the same way, Jesus pulls us away from danger with the same loving force. Jesus pulls us out of sin. Jesus pulls us out of the clutches of the devil. Jesus pulls us away from following the wrong way or the wrong road or being with the wrong people. When that young woman um, yanked her brother's arm out of the path of the car, I bet it hurt him a little. And I bet his arm felt it later. There might have even been a bruise. But again, isn't this a little like God's work with us sometimes? Like Jacob wrestling with the angel of God, being wounded in that transaction. God renews us and strengthens us, but sometimes we feel God's strength in ways that are painful reminders of the struggle. But with the life force of God, we have made it through. Think of the Blessed Virgin Mary. For her to give birth to new life, there was pain, just as any mother goes through. Tears and pain. Pain that seems unjustified, inexplicable, good for nothing. Last week we remembered that pain of St. Monica as she prayed for her son. And yet on the other side, for a mother, for any of us, there is life and laughter and great, great love. We hear in the gospel how Christ's spirit comes with peace, but it's not a simple peace. It's not a wispy, wimpy peace. It's not even an easy peace. There's a wonderful hymn in our hymnal that sings about this peace, It begins by talking about the disciples as simple, peaceful fishermen and villagers, contented, peaceful fishermen before they ever knew the peace of God that filled their hearts brimful and broke them too. It goes on to describe several of them. Young John, who trimmed the flapping sail, homeless and Patmos died. Peter, who hauled the teeming net, head down, was crucified. And finally, the hymn summarizes this strange, life-taking, life-changing, life-transforming peace. Then it sings, the peace of God, it is no peace, but strife closed in the sod. Yet let us pray for but one thing, the marvelous peace of God. I sometimes wonder when we pray so quickly for peace, do we really want peace in its full ferocity? Are we open to the true peace of God, a peace that sometimes brings turmoil and commotion along the way? This is the peace of God's spirit. It's a peace that sometimes yanks us out of traffic so that we can be put in the right place. When I was watching those kids on Madison Avenue, the, the sister did a funny thing just after they avoided that car. Uh, she, she hugged her brother close, and I could make out, cuidado, take care, and then kissed him on the head. But then watching that the car had passed, 
The walk sign was still red. It was still saying, don't walk. But the big sister saw an opening. She saw other cars weren't coming. And so she grabbed her brother's hand and she said, now. And they made her run for it. (laughs) Undeterred, unafraid, fearless, and ready for life. Ready for life's next adventure. Again, what a great image for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit knows when and where. Sometimes I'm not ready for the Spirit. I would rather comfortably stand on the side of the road, and I'll use the walking sign as an excuse for inactivity. I want to gather my wits. I want to make a plan. I want to breathe deeply. I want to just be. Give me a little more time, God. I'm not quite ready. Sometimes that's the faithful thing to do. When it is, it's called discernment. And we lean on each other to help us know when and how long that discernment is appropriate. But if you're anything like me, I can sometimes use that idea to get a little too comfortable standing still doing what's familiar, enjoying the scenery. That's exactly when, if I'm open to it, the Spirit will grab me, will provoke me, will push me into the streets of life to get busy, to get faithful in some new way, and to begin to rely on God in ways perhaps I never imagined before. The Holy Spirit comes to each of us in fiery love, in the strong, bright breath of Christ. May we be open to God's Spirit to grab us, to hold us, to love us, to push us and to pull us into new faithfulness. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.